Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hello, it is Friday. And that means we are having very real conversations about facts, figures, and actual things. Yes, you've come to us once again for definite, provable, real stories. No jokes, no humor, no references, just cold, harsh realities. You want jokes? Well, go listen to one of those rivaling siblings, because all we've got is unsweetened, straight-up actualities. On this April 1st, please enjoy, or rather have a very neutral response to this episode of Cold Truth. Forever Dog. for another tepid, lukewarm, room temperature serving of cold Cold truth. This is our uh, weekly very serious talk show where we talk about actual current affairs, truths, um, absolutes, and we take a quick scan of social media comments. Uh, So uh, we thank you for those. Uh, Let's get into some cold Cold truth. Uh, now, you know, uh, this is cold truth. This is a, you know, it's a bi-weekly podcast. Um, and, uh, we are We're dealing only, facts here. Yeah. I mean, we have a responsibility to our listeners, uh, to speak only the facts. Yeah. You're um, plant-based. I'm fact-based. Yes. Uh, we speak truth. We speak truth to power. We only speak the truth, like the harp in Moulin Rouge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nothing and, is ever made up, and everything right. is confirmed, and then we fact check it, and then we send it to the CDC. Yes. And then... Fauci um, signs off on everything. Uh-huh, and then we get AOC to put eyes on it, just to be sure. Yeah, because just we've to been, be certain. We've been doing this show for, I think, I feel like decades now, since like 84, 85. Yes, um, since Reagan. Yeah, so we figure why not neatly organize all the information from our many fact-finding missions for you and present them in an underwater cave where we go stalagmiting. Yes, scuba, scuba diving. Scuba Um, stalagmites, Uh uh-huh. Now, there's a lot of of things going on in the news right now. Uh, RuPaul uh, has been confirmed as an animatronic hologram device which this is this is interesting this is drag race related mm-hmm. so after animatronic quit the scissor sisters um, yes she, she became sentient and crawled into rupaul through i'm guessing uh the anus yes and inhabited her being and um you know she's been doing a great job as Rue. The technology is really quite remarkable. It's an algorithm. It is controlled by a team of uh puppeteers but also <laughs> scientists. And 
Oh my God. RuPaul did such a great job. There was this groundbreaking production of Driving Miss Daisy on the Alan Chuck All-Stars at Sea Cruise. And RuPaul and Lady Bunny and Ruben Studdard were an amazing cast. Yes. Amazing. They were great all Great singing voice. Yeah. It yes. was it was in flagrante. Uh now this is really a big deal. I'm excited. Tell I'm me. sure we'll all be watching, but Drag You is being rebooted. Can you oh, believe that? It's mm-hmm. about time. It really is. Um, I'm so happy that you'll finally get to be on it as a contestant. I yes, I'll final, be your profe- as a I'll be your professor. I'll be yes. making all the outfits from scratch. Exactly, and doing the hair. I'll, no, actually, I'm going to teach you how to back comb, and you'll do the hair. Oh, the highest hair wins. Honey, sp- blow on it and and touch the tip. Just touch the tip. Spray it and touch the tip. <laughs> and that actually is my ring that you're wearing. So if you could, oh. if you could just give that back, huh? Um. Well, where can people watch that? It will be on Mom Peacock Plus? Plus. Oh, okay. Peacock Plus. Mom Plus didn't get the rights this time, I guess. That's a shame. Uh, but no, I mean, we like to play around. We're joking. Uh, but there is something that's completely 100% true. What? Um, World of Wonder has confirmed that for the next season of Drag Race, all the queens will be given a budget for each runway look. So they won't oh. be going into debt. Uh, and they will also be paid really large scale wages, uh, for making an Emmy award winning primetime television show, which is great. It's great to see. We love to see it. I love that. Um, we also have confirmation now. This is just coming across my desk. Um, what? What? I'm trying oh. to push aside oh, yes. all these Swarovskis. There's so many. Um, Michelle Visage is actually Sarge in drag. Oh, they, I heard about this. I yeah, saw it on social. They switched jobs after Peppermint put Sarge in drag in season nine. And Michelle oh. has been responsible for all the great camera work on this season of Drag Race that racked focus between Bosco and Camden. That was Michelle. Uh, see, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. She has the queen's aesthetic. She said, after this explant, I can finally hold a camera on my shoulder. This is what I've been meaning to do. This was my calling. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. We applaud her. We absolutely do. Um, and Whispers in the Willems. What? There is an all-podcast season of Drag Race coming oh, out. No. And we're going to be on it. They've asked us. They sent an invitation across the street. They sent a courier. Wait, you passed your psych? I, I Can you believe it? Wow. Yeah. Wow. I lied. Um, cool. The cast... Uh, is really star-studded. We've got Race Chaser versus Sibling Rivalry versus Bald and the Beautiful versus The Chop versus Very That. Mm. And and maybe one of those podcasts that Ginger or Trinity or Angina does once a year. Honey, I love it. Yeah. let's. Th- th- this will be a, a, a true round robin. And by that Round we- robin. Yum. <laughs> We're filming in a round robin. Yes. In Silmar. And- <laughs> uh, <laughs> Damn, so we thank you so much for listening to those top 10 completely, Cold absolutely truths. true facts about Drag Race that we have discovered and not made up and uh, have fall all on April 1st. So, uh-huh. And also, you. this late-breaking news, Simone just became the vice president governor of Arkansas. Oh, see, I knew that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. She's putting up I a factory. That. Yeah. that was on my 2022 bingo card. 
Mm-hmm. Um, uh, now let's throw it to Perry Shy in New York on the East Coast. <laughs> we have Allison, a, a Perry. very exciting rainbow spotlight this week. Yes, we do. Uh, this is called Chewing Sounds by ASMR Cherry Crush. <laughs> let's give that a listen. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time all in one place, all on your terms. We all know everything is online these days, and it's important to stand out. Good web design will engage your audience. You know it's true. Right, and a business needs a website to feel real. And that's why Squarespace is so important. The good people at Drag Queen of the Year use it with great success. It's true. We did. We said we need a website and we need it fast. And guess what? Squarespace is fast and it looks really good. You don't have to know code or anything. Yeah, Squarespace has Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system. It's never been easier. Start with a best in class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. Plus, you can easily sell your products on an online store. Whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. And the analytics are detailed and very helpful. Learn where your site visits are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective. You can even build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. They've got it all. So check out squarespace.com slash drag for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code drag Drag. to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash drag. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, we're back. Oh my gosh. April Fools, everybody. April Fools. We were just kidding. None of mm. those things are true. You didn't say JK. Uh, well, we're saying JK now. Okay, JK, fine. Not JK Rowling. No, uh-uh. that was so much fun. I think we should get into the real goss, though, because we have a... I hated every second of that. <laughs> I also didn't do any sound effects because I wanted to make it even more awkward. 
I really did enjoy that. I don't like lying. I mean, we do a lot, but we also think we're telling the truth when we do. In the mirror, in the mirror. Um, There's such a difference. I hate practical jokes. Yeah, you do. Fucking hate them. I don't like being scared. Mm -mm. I don't like being pranked, punked, practical jokered. I would not be good on jackass. I like to be jack. Wait. Jacket old pokered. Wait. Po- practical joke. <laughs> Dractical poke. I like a dractical poke, but not okay. a. Yeah, don't give me the other way. <laughs> there, we found it. Um, would you like some truth, though? Because you were fabulous last night at um, Drag Show. Oh my gosh, thank you. Thank so you. were you. Uh... Thank you so much. Um, we're filming this ahead of time, so I don't know. We, we could have been completely gutter. But I'm going to assume that we are going to be great tomorrow. Yeah, I, I mean, we, we are pretty great. If when we put out positivity and all this attraction and love, we're, go- we're bound to get it back. Yes. And we want to thank everyone for coming out to Drag Show at Heart last mm-hmm. night. Our next one will be at the last Thursday of April. And you can come to that, too. But um, if you want to see the girls beforehand, honey... We're both going to be at Roscoe's on April 8th. So Girl, figure live. it out. Get your tickets now. The live stream is the nexus of drag shade and mm. drama. Well, I mean, it just is. Not exactly the nexus because there is some things going on on Mom Podcast, which you shouldn't miss. Very exciting because the April Tell 15th me. launch, the girls are going to be girling in front of microphones and maybe even video cameras. There's some there's some new things happening. Some new girls got some mm-hmm. new chickens pecking about in the in the in the chicken coop. Are we al- allowed to say whom yet or not yet? I not. I mean I guess we we could say whom. We're just gonna like roll out the proper rollout next week with like the visual assets and things. But well, let's wait. You're in charge. You can say whom if you want. Should we give him a hint? See if Ooh, anybody can I love guess. A hint. I love a, a hint of smint. Um, well, we've got winter energy. Big winter energy, and uh, a um and a girl who is um she's not disagreeable. What is she? I'd, I'd call her congenial. Well, yes, I would say congeniality is something that the women in her family aspire to. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Um. So be on the lookout. We have a really exciting new podcast coming up. We did a promo shoot the other day. I love these girls so much. They're, They're fucking great. awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, so be on the lookout and Willem. Yes, ma'am. Uh, you mentioned that you got called, you got Derek buried recently. This is in the outline. Why is this? On well, you said it, you said, on oh. Wednesday, you said, and tune in on Friday on hot goss. I'll tell you. <laughs> so I, put I, it on I just outline. talk. I don't actually remember what I say. Oh. Um, did that happen yeah. recently? I didn't get called Derek recently, but I recently was asked while someone was getting dressed and leaving my home mm-hmm. if I did Britney Spears's drag. He's like, "Do you do Britney Spears's drag?" And I was like, "No, I don't." So like, you look like Britney Spears. That is a compliment. No, I know exactly what he meant. He thought I was fucking Derek because people say it to me all the time, like, "Oh, I saw you in Vegas," and I was like, "The one time in Piranha," and they were like, "No." Every people think I am Derek Barry intensely. It's so wild to me because I like I don't see it. 
I don't see a like a res, like a family resemblance. I don't see like a like a structural really. I mean, I I do to... when I shut my eyes and cry. Oh my god! No, I'm kidding. I love Derek. I don't care that much. It's just like in my own home. Like you just had your tongue in my butt, and now you're calling me Derek Barry. Whoa. Barrick Darry. I'll be Barrick Darry. Barrick Darry. <laughs> That'll be. Uh, we need a drag king named Barrick Darry. Barrick Darryere. No, uh-huh, definitely. I know an Apple Darryere. She's in Death uh, Drop right now in London. Everybody oh, go is. see it. Uh, Kitty's got claws. Vinegar Strokes. Juju B. The cast of Sickening Holly Stars. Georgia Frost. All the kids. Richard Energy. Words. <laughs> All the all the all the all the squirrels. Big drag energy. <laughs> Very that. Um uh, uh. Do you know that yesterday was Trans Day of Visibility? I would like to say that we planned to have drag show on Trans Day of Visibility. We didn't plan it. It's just the universe giving us a smile and a thumbs up. It makes sense. Um Absolutely. Inside, yeah, and um, we just need to Put something in bold here for everybody's ears. Uh, inside the community, we see so much progress and trans people in the public eye, trans people in entertainment. There's a new judge in California. She's the first sitting trans judge. She's like, yes. she's an advocate for disability. She's got an African-American son. She's done, um, she's done so many great things. Her name's Andy. And um, there's so many great things happening, but there's so much work to be done and visibility is so important. So that's why we're talking about it here. Yes. And, um, there's still violence happening all the time to trans women of color, even mm-hmm. from within the community. Um, yes. And that's a really big issue in our community, a huge reason for the season of the Trans Day of Visibility. And there's also fucking legislation trying to tear our trans sisters down and strip them of their rights. Uh, so go to transathletes.com slash take action. And it's a great resource that lists all of the anti-trans bills currently happening and what action you can do to try and stop them. This shit's going a fucking handmaid's tale. Like Honestly. can we like can we vote God damn. Like y'all really gotta do legislation about trans people right now. Really? Trying to like restrict trans existence. Literally, people can't fucking eat. The fucking gas is fucking $10 a gallon. Like, the world is burning. Like, let's fucking focus on the fucking actual issues. There's so much crap going on in the world. So we're going to link that transathlete.com thing on our Instagram. And you can go check it out and see what you can do to help. Um, There is a little bit of good news, though, in regards to some of these bills. In Utah, their Republican governor vetoed a trans sports ban bill. Um, saying, Work. please be kind to everyone. That was his quote. Uh, Governor Spencer Cox vetoed a Republican-backed sports ban bill in his um, state's house. The House Bill 11 would have seen trans girls banned from participating in sports that align with their gender identity at their schools, something he called a flawed measure with an array of legal and financial risks. T. Um, so that's good. And I'm glad someone is like, not just going down the party line and saying, oh, well, the, my, the Republicans told me I have to do this. That someone's actually thinking for themselves and saying, no, this is horse shit. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to do it. So I, I applaud 
the Republican governor of Utah. Come on. Come on, Utah. Did you watch the Oscars? Um, uh, I did. I did. Um, and Jessica Chastain won an Oscar for her portrayal of Tammy Faye Baker. And also, she supported her crew when they won. They were nominated for makeup. And this was one of the categories that they said, oh, you don't get to be on TV. You're not above the line. So they did it beforehand. She skipped some of the red carpet to make sure she was in the audience for the nomination when her team was nominated because she credits a lot of her performance to that team and the vanity yeah. department, the hair, the makeup, the wardrobe, all them. So she wanted to be there for them. She supported her below-the-line people, which is really important. You have to support the people that have put you where you are. And yeah. um, she also won the Oscar for her performance. And it was a great movie. The documentary it was based on is great. It was Produced by World of Wonder, the pe- the good people across the street. Mm-hmm. And RuPaul narrates it. Mm-hmm. And there are so many scenes in uh, the Tammy Faye Baker movie with Jessica Chastain that are like, like, uh, like photo accurate recreations of some her, of these scenes. Her with the um, HIV patient in like yeah. 1985. Like Tammy Faye was one of the first people to basically cross her religious party line and show that these people mm-hmm. were worthy of love and you didn't have to be afraid of them. And she was, you know, she was penalized from it by that community. But she did what was right. She always did what she thought was right in her heart. And her yeah. message was love, just like um, just like RuPaul. Everybody say it. Um, everybody say L'Amour. <laughs> Um, and Jessica was really good in that movie. And and the fucking special effects makeup is really remarkable. And often that's like a, a, an entry point for the actor to really like become that character. So, um, I mean, Melissa, Melissa McCarthy always says, well, what wig am I wearing with? That's how I have to start, <laughs> you know? I mean, we do the same thing. Same thing. What, we, what hair, though? What hair? Yeah, 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 sure, sure. I'll I'll do King Lear, but uh, what, what wig? What hair? <laughs> sure, I'll do Hamlet, but what's the unit like? Oh, did you see that? Is it 613? You, you, is, or is it like a platinum? Because I need to know. No, baby, that's yellow and it's shedding. That's <gasps> not Brazilian hair. That looks like Costa Rican hair. Um, did you see on the Oscars that Chris Rock made the ultimate mistake? He said... The name of the Scottish play, Macbeth, inside a theater, which you're never supposed to say unless you're, you know, in the play. And then he got struck with bad luck immediately. Well, he got struck with a couple things, but... It's the only theory that really holds water (laughs) is the superstition that you can't say in a theater. Mm -hmm. Got in one little fight. Mom got scared. All right, why don't we go ahead and take a break, and we'll be right back. We're going to take a break on that one. Okay. gosh, you know, it is rare that we have a tip spot, really, that's of of any worth or value, in my opinion. I mean, we get these drag race girls. I, I don't I don't even know their name. I don't watch the show myself. They could sit on a coin star and we still wouldn't get a nickel out of them. Still wouldn't get a nickel. They refuse to pull their tips. Uh, but tonight, we have someone really special, a top-notch talent, mm-hmm. bookish. Is anyone in the house feeling bookish tonight? Does anyone qualify for a Dewey Decimal? 
You know, my drag name uh, before it was my current drag name, it was it was actually Rita Book. Oh, uh, how wonderful for you. Because I do, I am very well read. Uh, I'm well bred. <laughs> this, this new tip spot girl, we're going to have to clean the drain after her. She's one of those bearded beauties. Oh, bearded beauty. Writing up a storm. She's got books. And uh, we're here to talk about one of her books today. Picture it, Sicily. Uh, we are speaking about the author of the new children's book, That's Betty. That's Betty. Please welcome to the stage, Gregory Bonsignore. Hey. Hi. Hi. How are you? We're great. So stunning. Love your book. book. Thank you so much. Betty would have loved you guys. Oh my Uh, gosh. I feel like she's met both of us, you know, before. Right. Really? Did you meet Betty? Yeah. You didn't? No, thanks for rubbing it in. Wow. Oh, sorry, it's girl. Really sad for me that no, I never met any of the the Golden Girls. They and wanted it's it that way. My number one favorite scenario in the world. Um. So, you, Gregory, your children's book, That's Betty, came out last month. Right now, you're on a book tour. Um. Where are you in the world right now? In Texas. You know, land of freedom and literacy. So you're going to all the hot spots. You better stock up on some abortions before you get there. Oh Oh, yeah, before you go north to Kansas. There was a hangar here this morning. Yeah, (gasps) too hot, too hot for the show team. (laughs) No, not at all. That was great. (laughs) Worked up, worked up. Oh my god, I'm clutching my pearls, but that's my job. Where does this love of the Golden Girls come from? uh, It's a great question. I was, just like all you mothers and housewives out there, grew up like a three-year-old watching Golden Girls. You know, your dad going, what's he doing? And like, for some reason, it's just such a, I think to me, it's that sort of vaudeville rhythms of that show, where even Mm. before you understand the jokes, as a kid, you just go, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I know where to laugh. Like, I got this. Yeah. And they're just so big and they're just so it's obviously written by gay men. So it's it's really a warm place. And I, and I think a Betty White on Mary Tyler Moore on this on the game shows, she, she just always had that perfect sense of humor that that really drew me in. Um, yeah, I, I mean, in college, it came on Lifetime and they were asking the same question again, like, why are all these gay men watching Golden Girls? And I think it's a really sort of, I mean, what, the first theory was it's a non-nuclear family, right? It's people yes. who come together and create, you know, show how vibrant and full your life can be just as a single person with friends around you. So there's that. There's also that aspect of so many of us were raised by mothers and grandmothers that this is a really warm, safe place for us where there's not a lot of toxic masculinity except maybe Stan, you know, but uh, otherwise it's, a really great show, I think. And I think it's we really ha- colorful, and the fucking clothes are amazing, which is yeah. more reason for children and gays to like it. Absolutely. Yeah, the ladies don't ever really wear black much. Except that like, funeral. Yeah. Right, unless it's a funeral episode. Mm. Um, so for those of you who haven't read the book, I read the book. Are there um, people who haven't? That's I, I'm shocked that they would even exist. What kind of audience? Yeah. 
I adore the book. Um, it was very educational. It's a children's book, but I learned stuff from it. The book is really educational. Um, and why don't you tell us like the premise of the book? Certainly. Well, a young, probably gay boy is in class and they're like, we're going to do projects on trailblazing women. And whereas other people would be like Rosa Parks, Amelia Earhart, he's like, Betty White, clearly done. I'm on it. And his teacher's like, oh, that's a, is that a trailblazing woman? And, hit, you know, one of his two dads is like, oh, I think maybe, you know, do something, you know. And he just pushes through and is like, no, I'll explain exactly why Betty White is so important historically. And so there's such a gay joy in that, frankly, by itself, that that was exciting for me. And then when he gets to the library to, to research his geeky project, this woman, this mysterious woman in glasses with dogs and a hat says like, oh, hey, kid, I see you're doing a project on Betty White. I happen to be an expert. And, you know, he's so like, great. I could use all the help I could need. She produces photo albums, you know, diaries. And he's like, this is excellent. And if you're an adult reader, their parent or like you go, oh, I see what's going on. The kids, it's the most charming thing when I read it to them because they'll raise their hand and say, uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, this woman helping him seems to be maybe Betty's sister, a friend. A few pages later, it's yeah, she seems to know an awful lot about Betty. And then later, like, she like in the back of the book, one of the kids will go, okay, I, th I, th I don't want to jump. I think this could be Betty. And it's they so it. cute to watch them process it. Yeah, it's beautiful, I think. And then by the end, he does this big, fantastic presentation in drag as Betty for his whole class. And it goes wonderfully. That's my favorite part is the, the little kid in Betty White drag because we've all gig. done it. We've all have you done Betty White, Willem? I did Blanche. I haven't done Betty. You've done them all. Eight I've times, done them all upside down. Darling. But I mean, Betty and all the other girls did inspire us to create this podcast. Basically, it's this true. We Golden based it off of the Golden Girls podcast. Wow. that we're huge fans of. Well, that's fantastic. Um, it's called Out on the Lanai. I really recommend uh, Um uh, So the timing of this book is wild because um, it kind of is falling at the same time as the Don't Say Gay bill being passed. Uh, and you are going to all the hot spots where, you know, LGBT legislation is like in people's minds. Um, so tell us about, yeah. tell us about that. Yeah. I had a few friends in government and I was like, Hey, can you guys run some bills up the flagpole that just make kids feel <laughs> shitty about themselves to help Perfect book? timing. Yeah. Perfect I really want to push it. Give you something to do on the tour. That's right. <laughs> Get me on Regis and Kathy Lee. Yeah. The, um, <laughs> And But it's unsurprising. They're just trying to obviously distract from the shitty job they're doing. How can we do that? Let's try to blame the most vulnerable children in our world. And so it, the whole reason of coming out here, most of my readings are on Zoom or, I mean, to be honest, the book world is slowly coming back. They don't have a lot of story time just yet. They don't have a lot of events just yet because of COVID. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these kids, I was in a library yesterday and one of the kids in my reading was looking around and her mom was explaining the concept of a library. And I thought, oh, sh she's three or four. She's never been to one before. And it was heartbreaking. And, oh and I, But God. then I saw her get her little library card and sign her name. And I thought, oh, this is perfect. This is perfect. Like what a wonderful wow. gay welcome to the library. And it's it's just really sort of trying to run interference for these terrible bigoted assholes. And just in a way I think about 
I mean, for us, we're about the same age uh, because we have amazing skin. So we look, you know, and it's basically, we didn't have an older generation to some degree. And so I have this weird feeling of when I see all those kids in a little bit of danger and a little bit of trauma to, mm-hmm. to go around and go, Hey, so now we're the older ones and we're here for you and we love you and you're beautiful and you're perfect. And here's Betty White, sort of a Trojan horse. So I can sit here and tell you that, but uh, it's, that seems to be the really important thing. It, I was able to go to the Austin, Austin ISD, the school district through a pride festival. And then the Texas attorney general said, I'm shutting it down. There's a whorehouse in Texas. And basically <laughs> the Austin <laughs> independent school district said, just try we're going to protect these kids. And you went, Oh my God, this is crazy. This is, this is this week. And so I was there a school bus with trans flags doing this reading of Betty white for all these kids and drag. Like it was wonderful. It was really wonderful. And I think that's why the book does so well also with an older generation, because we never had these books growing up. There's a little kid inside who still goes, Oh my God, I exist in a children's book. How lovely. That's so true. That message is totally um, 100% right now. Yes. Do you remember favorite children's books you guys had growing up? Um, and the band played on? Oh. No, I'm kidding. Amazing. <laughs> Just the sweater changing. and yeah. it's, a, it's a book about AIDS. <laughs> um, my One of mine is Miss Nelson is Missing. Which, Willem, I want to do a staged, like a drag production of Miss Nelson is Missing. Oh, very mystery of Edwin Drood. (laughs) So Alaska, (laughs) that was one of my favorites. And that's what the structure of this book is based on. Because when I was a a kid, um, I remember, if if you're, again, some illiterate listener who doesn't know Miss Nelson is listening. How dare. Unsubscribe right now. Thank you. We'll give you your money back. Unsubscribe from Mom Plus, too. (laughs) Now, wait a second. Hold on. And in this book, it's this very sweet teacher who gets walked all over by her, like, asshole kids. And Mm -hmm. so the next day, Miss Swamp, this awful witch witch of a substitute comes in Jinx and is like sit city. down everybody yes <laughs> and at the end so sherry pie will work again is what you're saying <sighs> will <laughs> what we're gonna have a lot of none of to this do is on this bad <laughs> okay no keep going gregory yeah and as you as you remember at the end uh, the kids are like, I'm never going to be mean to Miss Nelson again. Yeah. And you, at the last page, Miss Nelson, very sweet girl, comes back and in her teacher closet is that fake nose, wig, and dress. As in, oh, <laughs> that was her. her. I can and relate. as a kid, as a four year old, you go, wait, what? Yeah. Like, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Go back to the front, mom. Like, what are we talking about? Like, yeah. no one ever played a game like that narratively. Like, it's all so straightforward. And like, Louis Pasteur was born in 1730. Like, so the yeah. idea of, were you listening? Were you paying attention? You'll be rewarded, children. Is so, yeah. that's exactly what this is. That's so funny. That's I can't believe she was cross-changed in front of the kids. <laughs> oh, yes, honey. Wig and fake nose hanging in the closet, honey. Oh, I know yeah. all about it. I'll be um, front row center for that show. My God. Where can we get your book? So um, it's on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com, but Amazon treats their workers like shit. So I would encourage you to go to a local bookstore and pick mm-hmm. it up there. 
And if they don't have it, they can bring it in. It's on back order, which is, you know, good news for how well it's doing. But uh, if you can't get it now, it'll be another sort of big shipment in May. And yeah, it's it's everywhere. But also, it's the library. They give it to you for free. I think that's crazy. It's a twenty dollar book, and not everybody has twenty dollars. So the libraries have it, and they'll just give it to you for nothing and trust you to bring it back. That's wild. That's wild. And, yes. and if the library doesn't have it, you go up to the desk and you do a book request form, and they can order it. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! You can do that oh with any god. book. I I got people to do it with my book at their local libraries, and they got the book. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, it's totally possible. Um, thank you so much for coming on, Gregory. I love this pleasure. book and I love what you're doing. Thank you guys very much for having me. Where can we thank find you, you on socials too? Oh, at Gregory Bonsignori on Instagram. It's a hard I fucking name, it. so just go to our IG and we'll link them. Yeah. Exactly. The book is called That's Betty by Gregory Bonsignore, illustrated by Jennifer M. Potter. Thank you. Thank you. And, and actually, uh, twist, I'm actually Betty White. What? She's alive. I'm Jennifer Potter. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all wanted a twist. (laughs) Thank you, Gregory. Thank you. That was great. It is April Fool's Day, so um, like you said before, instead of spelunking in a cave today, we're I'm gonna put in my my scuba my scuba gear in my mouth. It'll be I hard said bukkake, to... not in my face. This is why we shouldn't do scuba. Mom's <laughs> <laughs> filling up with water. <laughs> This is the moment where we go underwater. Inside the deep dark underwater cave. Starring Ben Affleck, deep water. I found an air pocket. Come up here. (laughs) Honey. (laughs) Um, why don't you read this first exciting message from a listener? A jellyfish? (laughs) <laughs> um, okay, this from, comes from John Mark. Hi, Alaska Willem and Big Dipper. Deep friend of the pod, but first-time writer. When y'all mentioned vanity license plates on your recent episode of Hot Goss, I thought I'd throw my hat into the ring to share mine with you. Hmm. Recently, I moved from California to NYC and got myself a car upon doing so. I moved to Palm Springs and keep hope alive that we'll run into each other someday. I wanted some mm. specialized plates to go with it, so I got Yes God printed on my plates. It yes, brings Leah. such a big smile to my bearded face whenever I glance at it, as well as when people pass by and shout it out. Funny enough, not only are Drag Race fans in the know about it, simultaneously it brings out reactions in those enthusiastic about their Christian faith, <laughs> which makes me smile even more as they are unwittingly affirming something that subverts traditional Christian viewpoints. But I digress. As long as everyone is smiling, so am I. Thank you for all that you do. Below are some trick pics and toilet pics. I was oh. screaming when y'all read out that past episode. And of course, one of my new license plates. I wish you all the best. Take care. That is amazing. First of all, John Mark, I'm hit sh- the mark, honey. I mean, first of all, I'm shocked that yes, God wasn't taken in That's all great. of fucking California. That's really remarkable. G A W D. John Mark, I wasn't Christian before seeing these pictures, but I am now. <laughs> 
Can we talk about John Mark in the picture where he's bent over from behind and then you see a series of tattoos going up his spine like root chakras. But Three really, stars. It feels like a skee-ball thing where if you get your load to the top star, you get like some tickets that'll shoot out of his anus or something. Ultra bonus round. It yes. looks like the best Dave and Buster's ever is basically what I'm saying. There are three large star tattoos on your back, but I I give it five stars. But you know picture. you know there's a little winky star underneath that yellow too, so Ding! I say four stars. March of the Winkies. Um, and the, the dick the dick is prodigious, as is the burning bush, since mm-hmm. we're steeped in Christian imagery this episode. Yes. Also, this neon thong. Can we? This everything is just really on the mark for me right here. And then a full body picture wearing a black thong with some sort of overcoat. Uh, you look great. Your beard is as prodigious as your bush. The carpet does match the drapes. And his his arm says, solemnly swear that, and then his fist. So I think it's just a fisting thing. That forget. <laughs> <laughs> we thank you. And if I see your car out on the road that says, yes, God. I'm going to I... yell, no devil. <laughs> Not today, Satin. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you today, so much, <laughs> Jean-Marc. Mm-hmm. Um, this next message comes from Carl. Is it Carl Westerberg? Is um, it Carl? Hey, Pink Lasky, Teen Willem, and Duty Dipper. Okay. Um, love listening to the pod plus here down under. Mm. I love your horrible Australian accents. <laughs> Keep up the great work. What? Uh, (laughs) I am a musical theater doll and a high school teacher. Last year, I managed to produce and direct a performance of Grease, dodging the pandemic Lovato all the way. I can't help noticing that Alaska is a common Grease queen on the pod. Rizzo is PG. Would you pull that crap with a net? Some people are so touchy, etc. I'm just wondering, what is Alaska's connection to Grease? Was it a childhood favorite, or have you had have been in any stage production. I was once a very young and camp Danny Zuko on stage and later a suitably camp teen angel. Keep up the great work. Go ringtails. XOXO Carl. That's my name. Don't wear it out. First of all, I was said, would you pull that crap with a net? Yeah, we, I mean. We both trade in the quotes. I don't particularly have that much of a connection to Grease. I, it's just in the cultural zeitgeist. I I happen to watch it every few years because, you know, it's charming seeing 30-year-olds playing <laughs> high school <laughs> seniors is always really fun. And I think of it when I go to the beach because, Sandy! <laughs> and we're friends with Courtney Act, who is Olivia Newton-John in Grease. Yeah. Like, in real life. I think Vanity's more Olivia. You think? I just watched Vanity and Courtney. Um, they had the show at Disgraceland called like the Immortals or the Legends, and like one was Apollo, one Courtney was Vanity. No, Courtney was Aphrodite, I think, and Vanity was Medusa. And she mm. did If Looks Could Kill by Heart, wow. and it was sickening. She's um, good drag. Let's yeah, book she, her for drag show. How do we do that? Yeah. Uh, she need a visa. Get Wendy. I don't know. Are they allowed out of the country yet? I don't know. Maybe we can hide her in some wigs and just mail her here. <laughs> some new Shazas. <laughs> Shaza. Shaza. Um, okay, so oh, what... look, it's just a fun little party. Uh, glam and go hard mm-hmm. front. 
<laughs> this neck. Run your fingers through it. Just run your fingers or your toes. If your toes are webbed, even better. Then you could just pick it out. Um, this next message comes from Sean. Hello, dear Dolls and Dip, my name is Sean, and I'm an avid and deep friend of the pod from the beginning, and I mean the very beginning, when half of season one race chaser sounded like it was recorded in a vacuum <laughs> tube that was underwater. Fuck you, Sean. Fuck you, man. I was <laughs> I mean, accurate, but... Accurate. It was my fault. It was my fault. I was listening... The microphones were uh, turned around and up our butts. Um, I was listening <laughs> to this week's episode about the lip sync Lollapurusa, and my question about pro- if production switched the balls and the drum to all of them would result in Jasmine getting picked first. This got me thinking about the letter that was read a previous episode and about production switching around the chocolate bars and the alleged legality behind it. Hmm. I'm a bit of a game show nerd, and this alleged riggery is nothing new. Some of the first quiz game shows in the 1950s were actually rigged, with production giving one contestant the correct answers to the questions that would be asked on the show, but not the other. The scandal was one of the reasons why the S&P standards and practices for the network television were created, and there's a disclaimer at the end of almost every game show that reads something along the lines of, portion of this program are f- affecting the outcome may have been edited or recreated. Doesn't I- say that on Drag Race, does it? Nope. <laughs> I Nancy drew my way through the credits of a few episode drag race across multiple seasons, and from what I saw, the disclaimer is not shown. Now, here's my question, because that disclaimer is not shown on drag race. Is it because they are slyly admitting that it is fully manipulated rigged? Or is it because it isn't a game show, but a competition reality show? I know that any production has a bevy of lawyers making sure that the legality and fairness of the competition is projected. (laughs) But at the end of the day, you have contestants doing things on camera in hopes of winning a cash prize. The bevy of lawyers. I am curious to know your thoughts on this, especially Willem, since you have worked in the industry for so long and know how things work both in front and behind the camera. Attached mm-hmm. are a few drick and ass pics for pri- <laughs> Shut up. Your podcast has gotten me through many a long drive to work over the last four years, and Alaska's mashing of every soundboard button simultaneously always makes my day, especially when she hits the Intel button that continues to play after the rest <laughs> of them stop. With hugs and kissy Christmas. Sean from the Big D, Detroit, the home of four newly renovated Delta Sky Clubs. If you guys need an incentive to bring Race Chaser Live here. (laughs) Oh, wow. Hey, hey, Sean. Uh, Here is an ass pick with Drag Race on the TV in the background. (laughs) I personally, my genitals go running into the next room whenever Drag Race is on TV. It is not an aphrodisiac in any way. I love it very much. It does not activate my sacral chakras when i hear that rupaul laugh all the hemorrhoids run back into my body (laughs) i'm kidding i don't have any of them i don't have any Uh, (laughs) those are just speed bumps ribbed for your pleasure those are taste buds honey (laughs) they're budding but budding buds budding breasts uh this, this is a beautiful rump though very hairy, a jock strap with a white, you know, pouch for, for balls and then black straps. Black strap molasses. <laughs> um, it looks like there's some sort of blue lighting, maybe a black mm-hmm. light going on. The blue giving... light special all through the night. Mm-hmm. Um, the, then he likes, he likes that the black jock strap. The is dick. that a piercing? piercing? A piercing? Yes, it is. It's got a little door wow. knocker on the end. I bet that pee just goes everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I think the answer is yes. 
You know, it's not, it's not ruled over by. I'm still looking at the house picture in the uh, fucking public restroom, though. Yeah, what is it about hotels and public restrooms that just will make you want to take off all your clothes and take nasty pictures? Whoever decided to put a camera in everybody's fucking pocket a few years ago really decided that everyone is going to have fucking just pictures of their hole in fucking bus terminal bathrooms. That's mm-hmm. what happened. So anyway, um, do you think Drag Race has clever editing that changes I, the I think way? It's- I'm pretty sure it's just film stream of consciousness and it's just like a <laughs> documentary, <feed>. isn't it? <laughs> um, is Drag Race a game show? No. And and we're told right. while we're doing our interviews to not refer to it as a game, to call it a competition and to not call yes. it a show because they don't want it referred to as a show. So right. they want to say it's a competition and make it seem like it's fairly judged by that, but it's not at all. It's all arbitrary. Yes. Like, it's not like the questions are selected and then the contestants come on and it's like arbitrarily they get to answer something they know about. These challenges are selected based on who they want to win the next episode and who they think will do well and prosper. And then, you know, oh, we'll do a singing episode. Lots of singing girls. Oh, this one will be a rusical where they don't sing because the girls can't sing. You know, it's not no. it's not fair. It's not arbitrary. It's not um, nothing is left to chance anymore. Um, well, but- as as the Boulet brothers say, drag is art and art is subjective. Uh, but no, it's true. It's very subjective. There isn't like a right answer or a wrong answer. It's like, no, your outfit just gave it more. That's very like, it's very subjective. There is no objective right answer. So it's not a game show. There, There's no way of, I mean, you know. You are right, though. My outfits do give more. What? Oh, I th- what? oh, we're talking about show. I'm sorry, my bad. Um, you read this next throbbing message. Okay. Hello from Duke. Hello to my esteemed queens, Lasky and Wilhelmina. Oh, and, and hello, Big Dip. Oh. I'm in my 40s, and recently my whole outlook, whole W-H-O-L-E, Outlook on sex seems to be switched, and I'm not sure how to deal with it. I've never been into hookups or anonymous sex, but over the last couple of years, I've felt an urge to find a well-attended glory hole. I keep fantasizing about not only sticking my dick through that hole to get it sucked good, but also to be on the other side and to suck on an anonymous dick. My question is this. What is the etiquette for glory holes? Can I inspect the dick and turn it down if it's not my cup of tea? Mm-hmm. I don't want to offend anyone, but I'm fussy and about what I put in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Love the pod, love the dolls. Please find some dick pics for your perusal. Love, Duke. Lala Ooh. perusal. Hey, Duke. Oh, um, Dave uh, Duke's in his 40s. He looks great. This looks like a literal, like, a fucking sex toy. Like, it looks it's perfect. too it looked, big and the head too is round. Too pink. And- and- do you ever see that picture of the the all the um I think they're Asian ladies dipping the dildos in the purple paint just to get that perfect pink glaze and she's just dipping and dipping just dipping the heads in. This, That's how Dipper got his name. <laughs> this dick looks like that. It's beautiful. There's a thing of poppers on the ground. Lovely. Is he wearing a lavalier mic in that third picture? It's... <laughs> oh, it's one of those necklace mics they wear on Survivor. I got it. Uh, and then he must have lost his keys because he's bent right over the couch. <laughs> Nude. 
<laughs> nude. Oh, Fully nude. Something dropped between the cushions. Live nude. You look great, doll. I mean, and the dick is just foolish. I mean, it's... Yeah. it's I, I can't say enough about it. Um, well, I don't even remember the question. Oh, Glory holes. Willem, what's the etiquette for glory holes? Well, I wanted to ask you, what? how do you behave usually at one? Enchanting? I don't... <laughs> I've never... I've never done it. I've never no, been No, glory to hall. I know. Dipper, do you have any input on this? I'm sure it's, it's got output, too. It's tricky. It can be tricky. I told you that I went to a glory hole two weeks ago, and I sucked a guy off, and then when I left, I backed into him in the parking lot. Did you have to exchange oh information, or did yes, you just so I went shit from out the load? most <laughs> anonymous interaction to oh. literally giving him my driver's license and insurance information? Maybe that's the universe. Maybe if you, you sucked to get it married. better, he wouldn't have cared. Maybe you guys are soulmates. <laughs> no, he said, he said you could have just asked for my number. Oh, <laughs> oh, are you gonna are you gonna hit him up? I've been chatting with him. I'm trying to get him to not. Um, <laughs> You know, <laughs> soulmate. I'm thinking of dresses. A springtime wedding. Or the Lord wedding. brought you together. Uh-huh. Willem, do you do the finger through the glory hole? Oh, the caress the hole <laughs> one to nail. say like I'm here on this side with one nail. <laughs> the pinky nail. <laughs> the pinky nail. <laughs> I find that if I don't like the dick, what I just do is flick a lighter. Yeah, really? No. <laughs> <laughs> Never play whack-a-mole at a glory hole. That is not what you do. You just flick a lighter, and then they they kind of think, oh, he's smoking tea back there or something, so I don't want to deal with it. They pull their dick out so quick if you flick that lighter. Because okay. they could also be, and if they pull it out, they're probably also thinking, oh, I don't want you to see the, the, the bite marks and the bumps. So... Because you need to look at it before you put it in your mouth. I don't, nothing goes in me sight unseen. I have to look at it. If I could smell it before I see it, it's definitely not going in. Is there light in glory hole rooms? No, you bring a lighter so you can like smoke weed and do whatever else in there. But the lighter will scare it away. How do you inspect the dick? With like you said, use the lighter if you don't want to suck the dick. What if you do? Oh, no. You need to if look you, at if it. If you if you do Phone it, light? No, if you do it far enough away from the hole, they can't see that it's a lighter. But if you do it close enough to the dick, they'll get scared. This is like some fucking Victorian era fucking down abbey. Just, you've never even been to a glory hole. You don't know. Fucking f- open flame. You don't you know. Just not, get, like if you see it, you don't Emily like it. Emily Dickinson by fucking candlelight. Fucking <laughs> Mary Shelley fucking writing a fucking <laughs> book with a candle. Like what? But anyway, what were you I saying? mean, you could if just you, suck a candle you, through a glory <laughs> hole. Fucking Yankle Doodle Candle Company. <laughs> If you don't like it, you just don't have to touch it or interact with it. You don't have to say, like, I don't want this dick backing away. <laughs> like, you just sort of hands off for a little bit. They'll get the point, and then they will move away. You don't ever have to do it. And if they don't, grab their dick, and then just... What what you do is you run it around the inside of the hole where all those no! splinters are. And then they'll scream, That's and then they'll horrible. probably leave. The whole thing sounds horrible. The whole thing or the whole thing? Or give them a hand job. No one goes to a glory hole for a hand job. They'll pull it out real fast. And what about the other side of it? Because if you want to be the one sticking your dick in a mystery hole, you don't get to inspect the mouth to see if there's weeping wounds or, you know, seeping sores. 
Oh, did you guys hear that? <laughs> yeah, that, that is not the act. <laughs> that was my weeping wound. No, they turn away. Ooh, I gotta open a window. Oh my god. Oh god. Maxine! <laughs> <laughs> the Daytona wins! <laughs> oh my gosh, this episode's been crazy! We want to thank you so much for listening to... No, we want to you're welcome them. For no, listening to Cold Truth. Oh, we done? Okay, we're shit. done. Okay, we would like to thank you for listening to... Hot Grass. And a special thank you to our tip spot author, Gregory Bonsignore. Yes, and, and to find that book, you can search for That's Betty on Amazon or us.macmillan.com. And shout out to all our Mom Plus subscribers who are listening to this episode ad-free behind the paywall. Isn't it free? We look good behind the paywall, mm-hmm. don't we? Mm-hmm. We look so pretty. The lighting is so good. Those gels. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Willem Gobos, <laughs> at Willem, at the Only Alaska Five Thousand, at Race Chaser Pod, and at Mom Podcast. And so. as always, we have bonus video content available at Patreon.com/slash Willem. That's right. That link tree on Race Chaser Pod will direct you to cute merch, tickets for the UK dates of the Race Chaser Live tour in July, and also links to donate money to BLM organizations, queer nonprofits, and information on combating increased anti Asian violence. Stay safe out there, everybody, and we will be back next week with more steaming, steaming, piping, piping. golden, serving of. That's hot goss. Race Chaser with Alaska and Willem is a forever dog podcast. Hosted by Alaska Thunderfuck and Willem. Produced by Big Dipper. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Our theme song is by Alaska Thunderfuck. <laughs>